Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Where are you, Adele? I'm in Calgary, Jeremy. (laughs) Where am I, Adele? I don't know. How about you tell them, Jeremy? I am currently in Orlando, Florida. Are you on a layover? No, I'm not on a layover. I'm on on a little uh, family vacation where um, I'm with some of my family that I haven't seen some for like up to three years. My mom, who I haven't seen in almost two years, and then uh, all my family that's from Nebraska. Uh, So we're all meeting here in Florida for for the week uh, to, you know, see each other. Yeah, Jeremy is long overdue to spend some family time. I've been lucky enough that I was able to go and see my mom back home several times over the past year or so. And just generally, I go back a lot to see them. Uh, but Jeremy doesn't have that uh, that luxury all the time. So this is long overdue for him. So he is in Florida of all places, but he's being safe. They're in a house together. Yeah. Just, you know, his family, everybody is vaccinated. And uh, so they're being as safe as can be. And yeah, you're right. We're being as safe as can be. And it's not super, super busy where we are. Um, we're like we have like an Airbnb. It's a house and it's in like a little complex where there's like a whole like swimming pool, lazy river, water park, uh, like a couple bars and restaurants. Um, it's really nice and it's not very busy at all. So that's that's really good. Yeah, definitely. I told Jeremy he has to be very careful and, you know, be, you know, wash his hands and just be extra precautious because Florida is definitely pretty, I think it's like 100% open, which is extremely scary and just, especially if we're coming from Alberta where it's still, you know, COVID cases are are high because people don't want to get vaccinated. Instead, people just want to protest all the time outside of hospitals and waste people's time. Yay. It's kind of annoying. Um, and it, I might have a little bit of noise in the background because I do have, uh, there's three kids here, uh, my mom, my sister, and my brother-in-law. And so, you know, we're all sharing the house right now. So if there's any background noise, apologies ahead of time. And at some point, someone might pop in and, and say hi on the podcast here. That's perfectly fine. I mean, that is the point of air travel is to be able to reconnect with friends and family and especially after what seems like a million years of yeah. a pandemic. It's it's nice to be able to finally see friends and family. Well, in your case, it's your family um, in a safe, as safe a situation as possible. And plus this was yeah. a several months ago planned. So who knew what the situation was going to be? I mean, I was invited as well, but unfortunately just being back to work, I don't have any seniority to hold anything days off wise or anything like that. So unfortunately I wasn't able to to partake this time, but next time. Yes. I'm <laughs> I'm long overdue to meet your family, but Yeah. Well the fam- like you've met all my family except for uh, the ones that live in Nebraska. So, you know, we'll we'll have to make a we'll venture a trip down to Nebraska at some point. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, so to talk about today, a few things that uh, that came up, uh, like we had thrown around a few ideas that, that we were going to talk about. But since um, I traveled basically for all night last night, going from Calgary to Toronto and then from Toronto to Orlando, 
I wanted to talk about my travel experience, especially going through the Toronto International Airport, Toronto's Pearson International, Terminal 1. And I want to title this episode, What the Heck is Going On at Terminal 1 in Toronto? Uh, we have had many comments and many um, people discussing on our uh, Facebook group for, for our airline about the trials and tribulations of landing from an overseas destination into Toronto and then having the airport authority. So this is in our airline having our crew members do this or our passengers do this. This is the, the airport regulating this. And we've had, you know, people wait two hours, three hours, almost four hours on board because they can't let too many people into customs. So they're still trying to, you know, have some sort of distancing between people. But, you know, when you do a flight of no matter the flight, if you have to wait four hours on the plane after your flight, that is almost torturous. Mm -hmm. And when the passengers 100% don't understand that it's not our doing, it's the airport authority, you know, it's uh, makes for a sticky situation. And I'm yeah. No situations. Very happy that I'm Calgary based. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I mentioned that to uh, my other sister who is airline based in Toronto. I mentioned that to her today. I'm so happy that I'm based in Calgary. Uh, so today, you know, we've heard all these horror stories about overseas and transborder. So flights coming from the US having to wait on the plane for hours, which just makes passengers frustrated. And you know, I hate pass the buck attitude. I just I don't like it. I don't like saying, oh, it's someone else's fault. But in this case, like there's nothing we can do. We're stuck on the plane as flight attendants with you at the mercy of someone else. And we wish we could do more. We wish we could go home on time, but like we're literally stuck at the mercy of someone else. Now, one of the big problems in Toronto is that they they made this brand new airport terminal in the mid 2000s and they didn't plan for the capacity of passengers that would have to come through customs. Uh, when entering into Canada. And so now they have these gigantic baggage claim areas where, you know, it can hold so many, so many people with like a million different carousels for people to wait around for their bags, but everyone has to go through the same tiny little customs room. And like there's Emirates 380s that land in Toronto. That's you know, anywhere that's close to 500 people in one aircraft that could be at the same time as a 787 from overseas, a triple seven, another triple seven, another eight, seven, another 380, you know, from all different airlines, all coming into the same terminal. And oftentimes like European flights, for example, a lot of them land between two and 4 PM. Well, Toronto just can't handle that capacity in their customs hall. Again, it's not the border agents. It's not the airlines. It's the Greater Toronto Airport Authority that poorly manages the customs area in Toronto. Now, for me today, I was going the other way. So I landed from Calgary in Toronto. I was hoping to go and uh, and get some work down, done at our like where the flight attendants go. Um, but then right away, my sister told me, oh, you should tro- probably go through customs right away because there's often long lineups. So I was like, oh, OK, I'll, I'll go have a look. I looked and the lineup to get through security was longer than I've ever seen any lineup before in Toronto. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to jump in this lineup right away. To get through security and then to get through customs, 
took me two and a half hours. I started lining up at 6 a.m. What? I finally got through customs, so past security and then past customs at 8.37 a.m. Holy moly. On a Monday morning. Like, that's unacceptable. So what the heck is going on in Toronto? You know, uh, in line with me, you know, you start chatting with people around. First of all, like we try to social distance, but there's nobody policing it. Um, and then talking to passengers in line as well, a lot of them were saying like they're trying to to get ahead in the line saying, hey, my flight leaves at eight o'clock. My flight leaves at 820. My flight leaves at 830. And I'm like, oh, I'm lucky because I just landed from another flight. So I still had a couple hours. But everybody around me, I, I don't know if any of them made their flights. I don't know if it was possible. And they were in there for the same two and a half hours that I was stuck in there. Jesus, that's, ugh, I would have lost my mind. And so uh, I'm glad I didn't come. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is going uh, after a red eye. So I was dead tired, right? Because I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast here, but I don't sleep on planes. I just can't. Um, I saw some crew members on the flight from Calgary to Toronto who I, I've known for years. And it's, you know, you play a little catch up like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, you know, I have a movie going and I tried to close my eyes, but I didn't sleep at all. Yeah, that's not surprising. And then again, on the flight from Toronto to Orlando, I didn't, I tried to sleep. I, luckily, there was nobody sitting behind me. So I put my seat back. And I tried to sleep, but maybe I dozed off a little bit here and there. But it, both flights were extremely bumpy. There was a lot of, pardon the pun, moderate turbulence. <laughs> I think it's that time of year. There's uh, been a lot of turbulence on my flights this past yeah. week as well. Yeah. A lot of storms. <laughs> yeah. And around the Florida, like the Orlando area, lots of storms, lightning and stuff that you can see from the planes and then like from the ground, obviously. <sighs> so... You clearly made your flight because you had, what, like four hours layover? In Toronto, yeah. yeah. So um, I got through at 8.37 in the morning, and then we were boarding about an hour later. That's insane. Yeah. It's, and that's like to go through U.S. Customs in Toronto. So I can't even imagine going through Canadian customs in Toronto because that's the problem spot. That's what I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. And those are the stories we heard. The like the planes having to wait and and just like they're on the ground, they're at the gate, but they're not a, allowed to let passengers off. Yeah. So they have to wait for hours and hours and you know, like it's any like border crossing flight. So even even some flights from the States that, you know, to Toronto, like a a Chicago flight, for example, Chicago to Toronto is what, like an hour, maybe? Hour, hour and a half, yeah. So you've had people say that they've, after a Chicago flight, they've had to wait two hours on the plane. It's like you're waiting more time on the ground to go through customs than the actual flight time was. Well, that's what it was for me. It was two and a half hours to get through customs to get on a two and a half hour flight down to Florida. That's like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Yeah. And travel is just ramping up even more and more each day. So you have to figure stuff out because if not, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Exactly. Flights are ramping up. And it, like you said, it's going to continue getting worse. So all of this being said, uh, when I do come home 
to Calgary, I will be flying through Montreal because that's the other option to get out of Orlando is to go through Montreal. So that's the option I'm going to take. And uh, I hope Toronto can get their acting gear because, you know, I'm going to recommend to everybody listening right now, avoid Toronto at all costs because the wait times are just not worth it. Yeah, definitely. It's been and it's been like that since what, July? Yeah, a few months. Yeah. So and we're at the end of September at this point. So it's clearly, I mean, the summer travel is definitely very Europe, European flight heavy usually because a lot of people go to Europe in the summer. So maybe that will alleviate just a little bit in the fall, but it'll get worse in the winter when people go to different overseas destinations. You know, Canadians tend to go down south. So Mexico or anywhere in the Caribbean, Hawaii, yeah. just anywhere like that. So yeah, we'll see what so happens. True. Uh, I, I have a quick uh, visitor here that wants to say hi. Uh, so this is my sister, Stephanie, who lives in Nebraska, and she listens to the podcast. So she's just going to jump on and say hi really quick. Hi, this is Sister Stephanie from Nebraska, but originally from Canada. <laughs> hi, Stephanie. Um, and Stephanie's going to tell us a really, really quick story um, about it's another small world story. Um, I mentioned before, uh, I had a, a friend that I trained with. His name is Jeremy. Uh, we trained together in Toronto and he is originally from Nebraska. So the first time my sister Stephanie came to visit us in Toronto and met Jeremy, here's her story. Well, hello, everyone. Um, I didn't know I was going to have to share this story today, but I have no problem doing it. So my sister and brother were both working at the training center for the company for which they work and had mentioned that they have a friend from that company who is originally from Nebraska. And so he knew some of our Nebraska kind of stereotypical things like Dorothy Lynch salad dressing and Go Big Red and Home of Arbor Day and Arbor Lodge, which is actually from the town that we live in. And uh, so we had spoken back and forth just through my brother and sister. And so one time when I was visiting Toronto, uh, we were able to stop in and actually meet this friend. His name is also Jeremy. And um, kind of like hit it off. And uh, I remember he gave a little toy to Timmy because Timmy was just a little squirt at the time. And uh, later I went ahead and added him on Facebook because, you know, we're friends in real life. We might as well be friends on Facebook. And sure enough, you add a friend on Facebook and suddenly you can see that you have some friends in common. Well, come to find out that he had some friends in common with us. And so I, I went asking and said, to my other friend, hey, how do you know Jeremy? And he said, strangely enough, uh, I graduated high school with him. And so I have these friends from the school I teach in who actually graduated with this friend that my brother and sister had met in Toronto. And so uh, we all had a good laugh about it. And uh, yeah, it's a small world. What were the chances that we would totally know people Airlines. Right. <laughs> airlines. Through the airlines. But just, yeah, small world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. That's awesome. <laughs> and that was Stephanie, a.k.a. Fluff. <laughs> <laughs> she has a great podcasting voice. Now I don't want to speak anymore. Well, she's also, she's a trained opera singer as well. So we're not going to make her sing today. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she's trying to convince me to, to stay for karaoke. <laughs> So that that's my uh, that's my sister Stephanie, and that's our fun story that only came about uh, the small world story because of us working for an airline. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, your family has a lot of these crazy stories. Yep. <laughs> crazy family. Um, <laughs> so do you have any highs and lows from this week? Uh, so here's the, <laughs> here's the part where being a flight attendant and also being on reserve, your flights just kind of meld together. So I believe <laughs> last time we spoke, I did a Toronto turn. Yeah. And then since then, I did an early morning airport standby, which means that um, they, well, they tell me in advance, they told me the night before, I had to be at the airport at 5.20 a.m. and until 9.20 a.m. It's always with our company four hours that they make us, to, I call it airport appreciation time. <laughs> yep. Um, but then I was assigned a flight uh, to operate to Toronto again. And then I got a layover and then I operated back the next evening. And then the following day I operated operated to Vancouver and back. Well, actually I didn't operate to Vancouver. I you deadheaded, deadheaded to Vancouver and, and operated, operated back. back. Yeah. Um, so that was my week. A lot of back and forth, of course, which is that's that's the name of the game. Um so let's see from those flights, those highs. I mean, the high would be that I finally got some nice views of the mountain from above because I keep going back and forth to Vancouver and well, because Jeremy was there and I went to training. I haven't, this is my first flight you know, operating and I got some pretty nice uh, views of the mountains and uh, of Calgary again. Uh, we can post some of those pictures and mm -hmm. um, it's just, we call them our office views, uh, you know, airline. We we need to brag about certain things sometimes yeah. and, uh, you know, pretty sure we have the best office views. Let's be honest with that. Yeah, um, no one else you can know, really com compete with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, prove us wrong. Um, and the low, well, the low is... Um, you know, on reserve, you can't really make plans. You don't know, oh, I can be on for five, six, seven days, however long. I can be on for one day. Uh, and, you know, you can be like, oh, if I'm still around, we can see each other, we can hang out, or I can, if I'm still around this day, I can maybe go to that yoga class or get my nails done or what have you. Um, so our friend, um, our friends Vanessa and Dale wanted to uh, spend time with us on Friday and um, lo and behold, uh, I was assigned a flight on Friday evening. So the latest they could assign me a flight, it was the Vancouver turn. So yeah, I wasn't working much. It was easy work. But, you know, life on reserve, you're hoping that maybe because it's the last day of my reserve days and I was on days off after that I could possibly be, uh, you know, off that evening. Yeah, no dice. That didn't happen. Uh, so we had to reschedule. Thankfully, they were flexible and we were able to see them earlier in the day instead of the evening. But yeah, it's definitely <laughs> part of the job that you have to get used to again. And, it's, you know, you can make plans, but every plan can, you know, be broken or rescheduled because yep. nothing is set in stone, especially if you're on reserve. Everything can kind of, you know, uh, change. And it's the aviation industry. You never know what can happen. And even if you're on a block, uh, if you have a set schedule, cancellations happen mechanicals happen weather happens you can get stuck somewhere even if you're on a blog if you 
whether you're on reserve or on a block, you know, weather systems don't care. It's just going to happen. True. They they don't, weather doesn't accommodate us. We accommodate the weather. Yeah. And they don't care about seniority. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not, it's not a huge low because again, we were able to see our friends and um, it was easy work for me. It wasn't, you know, the worst, I was pretty, pretty chill uh, flight, but um, oh, I have to put another high though from okay. that flight. Okay. Sorry. I take it up the whole time. Um, so on that Vancouver flight coming home, so Vancouver to Calgary, we have a lovely passenger board and she has a huge bag of goodies for the crew. And we're like, oh my goodness, this is so nice. So we take the bag and it's in the middle of the boarding. So we just, you know, put the bag away so so we can, you know, keep boarding and, and do everything. We'll, we'll take a look at what's inside later. Um, so when we have a chance to look inside, this these wonderful uh, women, two women, had made up individual goodie bags for each one of our crew members. And they had made up extras because they didn't know how many flight attendants there were going to be. So they've made up extras. So we each were able to pick one and then we gave them the rest back so they can do that on their next flights or whatever. But it was so they actually own their own business and they make uh, scrunchies and other things like that. And they each had put a scrunchie with a handwritten note and then actually a little like treat, like a, I'm not sure what it is. Um, I think it's like chocolate or something. Um, and yeah, so that was super sweet. One of the nicest things that someone has brought on board for us. Of course, food right now is kind of, you know, uncertain because unless it's prepackaged, you don't, you're not sure what uh, people are going to give you because of COVID. It's still, you know, have to be, um, sanitary and everything but uh, yeah that was really special and the whole crew we were all um of course really happy about that it was super sweet and you know it ended our all our days very well because you know we got to to bring home a goodie bag everybody likes presents but i was extra extra sweet and special and it was definitely uh, a thoughtful gift and it they put time in and effort into to doing that for us so yeah Ignore my previous high. That's definitely my high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's definitely a good one for sure. Um, so for me, my my low is um, not so much all of the waiting in Toronto and things like that. But uh, I was I was still under the weather uh, for uh, almost all of this week, and I thought I was getting better than I wasn't. And you know, I was all congested. I got tested. I was negative for COVID, so that's all good. Um, I had to get the uh, negative test. I had to prove a negative test before I could fly to the U.S., so uh, so that was all good. That came out negative. Um, and my high so far is uh, seeing my family that I haven't seen in so long. Yeah. So it's very he nice. He sent some emotion in his voice. It's because it's there. <laughs> it's true. And uh, one of my nephews popped in. He wanted to say hi, but then he popped back out. But a big hi from Emerson, Timothy, Madeline, Sean. My sister Stephanie, my mom, everybody here in Florida. We wish you were here, Adele. Next time. Yeah, I wish I was there too, but I know. it wasn't to be yeah. this time. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to to make more of these gatherings happen because you know we seem to be slowly getting out of this pandemic. So yep. you know, I ho- hopefully it doesn't take another two years for us to all get together and. We'll, we'll make it happen. I'll, I'll meet your sister. Yeah. 
soon enough. We'll be able to do a podcast from Nebraska City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about it for this week. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if you mentioned, but he, yeah, he is there all week and I'm in Calgary. I am working in, in uh, three days this week. So um, not tomorrow, but the day after. So I have three days on. So uh, we can talk about that on our next episode. Yeah. And um Oh, I was going to say, we want to hear from all of you, our listeners. We want to hear your stories, your small world stories, your flying stories, your horror stories about waiting in line too long. Uh, send them in to us through our uh, our email, our Instagram, um, you know, get in touch with us, even through the webpage, moderateturbulence.com. You can send us uh, information there and we'd love to share that as well. Yeah, definitely. We're And, you know, people are starting to travel and they're getting recalled and, you know, all of that. So. We're hoping these stories come through and whether they're crazy, fun, sad, emotional, um, not so fun. We want to hear it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. So I'll send them all all over. And, you know, if we can, we'll read them on the, the podcast and have a little laugh, cry with you, smile, whatever, <laughs> commiserate. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, and if you are out there and you are flying, make sure that you are nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Thank you, everybody. Bye now. Goodbye. I'm not there to make Roxy bark. Oh, we got a little growl. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram at Mod Turbulence on Twitter and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.